Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. All right, rolling along, Greeny with you here on ESPN Radio. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Our guests on the Goodyear Hotline are directly and and um, delighted, as is the word I was looking for, that you are with us here today. And I want to just make mention of one thing very quickly. If you are on Instagram, I just posted on my page at Instagram a two-minute and 20-second best-of-the-year video that one of our producers at Get Up did. It's, um, it, his name is Mark Reeves, and it's really excellent. And it just is a compilation of all kinds of funny moments that we had over the course of the year. And look, these are complicated times that we are living through here. And so to get to be the person who sits in this chair, both on this show and on that one every single morning, with one stated goal, and that is to put a smile on your face through, you know, these unprecedented circumstances. Um, That video made me feel very good because it made me feel like we're succeeding. It made me laugh. And I was there for all of these moments, and yet it made me laugh. So if you're interested, I have it up on my Instagram page. It's at ESPN Greeny if you would like to see it. And Hembo, I know that you know you liked it. You were the first one who said to me, you got to post that mm-hmm. because anyone who didn't get to see it on TV this morning hopefully will really get a kick out of it. I think it does a really good job in like whatever it is, two and a half minutes or whatever, however long it is, of sort of encapsulating the, the life, the energy. Like obviously if you listen to this show or watch Get Up, a lot of it's sports news and information, but the the, the – the personality with which we do the show is what I enjoy most about it. And the fact that, you know, you get to come every day and learn a little bit about sports and sort of laugh along the way. I think we do it uniquely and, and better than most people, candidly. So it's good to be a part of it. Yeah, it, it made me feel very good. Mm-hmm. I, I posted it up there with, look, I, we come in here every single day, the team of that show, of which Hembo is an incredibly important part. And I sit in the middle of it all. But, I mean, it would never work without all of the people at ESPN who buy into this. I'm talking about, you know, every, I don't even just start going through names, you know, because Monday is Dan Orlovsky and Ryan Clark and Rex Ryan. And then Tuesday's another show and Wednesday and everything else. So my thanks to everybody. It is, it is a labor of love. And so, again, if you'd like to see the video, it is there for you at ESPN Greeny on Instagram. In the meantime, we just took phone calls here with your Christmas wishes. I am Santa Claus. And the fans got to call in and say the one thing they would like for Christmas. I would like to ask the assembled members of the hashtag crew if they uh, know what they would like for Christmas. So let's go around the horn here. Hembo, I'll start with you because you're sitting with me. What would be the if you could have one Christmas wish come true? I think I can guess (laughs) what it would be. But go ahead and tell me what it is. I'm a Philadelphia sports fan, so my Christmas wish is I want the Ben Simmons saga to be over, and that's because I want Damian Lillard. I hope the Trailblazers come to their senses. I hope they realize they're not going to win with him, and that we can orchestrate some sort of a trade where we give them Ben Simmons and plus a whole bunch of other stuff, and we get back Damian Lillard. That's a very good one. That's not what I thought you were going to say. I thought just your baseball obsession being what it is that you would just ask for a speedy end to the work stoppage in baseball and that they would have a full and meaningful and complete season. I mean, don't be ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, this is not a fantasy. Is it? I'm Santa Claus. I'm not God. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. I like that wish. Uh, Nuno, who was a fan of the Giants and the Yankees and various Portuguese soccer teams that I don't know a whole lot about. What is your Christmas wish, Mr. Nuno? The I, I would say the easiest one, the one that's more likely to happen, uh, dear Santa, just let the Giants realize that they just need a clean house and that they bring in someone who, who we as fans can have some faith in that they will get everything right. So Joe Judge, Daniel Jones, 
Dave Gettleman, just everyone that needs to, uh, you know, I'm firing people right before Christmas because I'm a horrible human being. Yes. But everyone that needs to go is gone and that they can bring in someone that can that provides the fan fans with some hope. That's all I'm asking. Who for. you want? Who you want? Be more. I, who listen, like? I, I'll be honest. I, for the longest, even before Gettleman, thought that they should have given someone like Lewis Riddick the opportunity to run this franchise. Like I've really believed that, and I hope they're smart enough to to think outside the box and go for go with someone that has doesn't have any ties with the organization because that hasn't helped them. Yeah, look, I'm hopelessly biased on the subject of Lewis. He, he's someone that I've known now for uh, however many years he's been at ESPN. Um, he's a good friend, and he's someone I admire immeasurably. So I, I almost have to recuse myself from that conversation. I would be so personally happy for him, as, as devastating of a loss as it would be for us at ESPN because he's such a good analyst. Um, if that is what he really wants, is to someday run a football operation of his own, and I think it is, then I really hope it happens for him. And, and I would be surprised if it doesn't. I don't know if it'll be this year. I don't know if it'll be the Giants, but I would like to see it. All right, we saved a Bubba for last. Bubba's a fan of the Mets. He's a fan of the Cowboys. He's a fan of Duke basketball. He's the ultimate front-running fan. All right, Just, not a- for all the teams not, everybody not accurate, hates. Not accurate. But all right, and having grown up, of course, in, in, in that center of Duke and Cowboys fandom, Avon, Connecticut. Um, <laughs> what, what, what team are you uh, – what, what is your wish? What, what is your Christmas wish? Well, as, as much as I would like to wish for something to happen for the Cowboys here, I would love to get them into the Super Bowl here. I've already seen that happen when I was younger. We had a, we had a great run when I was younger. I can live with uh, that without that right now. My first love is the Mets. We need that to happen. Steve Cohen promised a World Series within five years. One year down, that did not happen. So we got four more years for that to happen. I think my my wish is we go into this year, a full year of Jacob deGrom healthy. That's my number one wish. And we're on the track to getting that uh, World Series ring within the four years of Steve Cohen. So that's what we need, starting with a full year of deGrom being healthy. And Scherzer as so, well. So, okay, how exactly? How old are you? I always forget how old you are. I'm uh, 37. So you don't you don't remember 86, but Correct. you do yeah. remember so, I mean, the te- Cowboys of the 90s. Yeah, I mean, so technically I was alive for the Mets, but yeah, no, I've what, not. What year I'm were you not, born? 84. Okay. Yeah, so I I was yeah I I was alive, but I don't remember them winning. Right. I was I was at both their last two World Series. I went to them, but. Well, they lost them both. But, yeah, I, I remember the Cowboys winning when I was younger. I was, like, whatever it was, nine. Didn't we have that nine, thing nine, on Mike 10, and Mike with you and, and the Chicago guys? We had we had two Chicago staffers. Yeah, we had, staffers a, we had bet going, yeah. On the show, Seth Horwitz and, 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 and Nick, and Nick. Um, who, was a, a, who were both crazy Cubs fans. And then we had you and Ray, yep. who were crazy Met fans. And when those teams played each other in the NLCS Whatever year that was, twenty fifteen, I forget what it was. You guys had a bet, didn't you? Hit him in the face with pies yeah, or we something. Yeah, the pie. Yeah, because well, we went to the game. You guys got us tickets. We went to the game. Yeah, we all went. The four of us went, and then after the Mets won, so then yeah, we all Ray and I got to hit Seth and Nick with a pie on Mike and Mike. That, <laughs> that was, was good. good. I thought you they sang, they had to sing they back did, in the they, New York groove. And they, they, they did, they did that too. Awful. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah, they, that? they did that as well. That was brutal. I, I will say comfortably, no one in the history of singing, ever sang a song 
worse than they saying that song. Yeah, that was that was tough. That was a rough one. We, we could have practiced once. Like, it's one thing to be a bad singer. It's another thing not to know the song. <laughs> or how to sing. So, so no, but forgetting that. Luciano Pavarotti could have sung it, but if he if he didn't know where the words are supposed to go, they're they're singing "Ooh, back in the New York groove." And it's not even the moment in yeah, the song where no that's supposed to go. Back in the New York groove, it was horrendous. <laughs> it was it was the worst. It oh was really God. bad. It was really bad. Okay. Anyway, I hope that all of your wishes come true uh, for all sports fans everywhere. Greeny with you. All guests on the Goodyear Hotline making the plays that move you forward. Goodyear more driven. You ask these questions. Greeny's question of the day. Baba, here's the question of the day. Who's the best wide receiver in the National Football League? Uh, probably CeeDee Lamb. Okay. <laughs> okay, he's a Cowboy fan. Nuno, who's the best wide receiver in the NFL? Uh, Devontae Adams. Okay, Hembo, who's the best wide receiver in the NFL? This is not a trick question. It's not a trick question. The answer to that question is the wide receiver right now who's in line to win the Triple Crown, Cooper Cup? Yeah, Cooper Cup. How is there any question about that? See, it's fascinating to me. I opened Get Up with this this morning. Cooper Cup is having probably the greatest season any receiver has ever had. Now, granted, he will have an extra game to do this, but he is on pace to become the first receiver ever to have 2,000 receiving yards in a season. It'll mean a lot more if he does it in 16 games. So he's played 14 so far. He has over 1,600 yards. He has 1,625 yards. He has um, 14 touchdowns and 122 catches. And yet it was my theory, and I believe if you would not, if you didn't know where this was going, I don't know if you would have said this. Now, you were so numbers-driven mm-hmm. that maybe you would have anyway. But my theory is... That if we, if we sent a, a little man on the street, if we sent Bubba out on, on the street here at the seaport and with just a camera and a microphone and asked football fans as they walk by, who's the best receiver in the NFL? I bet you we would get five different answers before we would ever get Cooper Cup. I bet people would say DeAndre Hopkins. Some people would probably still say Odell's name. People would say um, Devontae Adams. Uh, maybe some people would say Justin Jefferson. I bet you we would get all of those before we would get Cooper Cup. And Cooper Cup is just, he, he, I think, as great as his season is, and in this era of fantasy football, everyone is acutely aware of it because he is money in the bank every week on DraftKings, and he's having, is he having the greatest fantasy season ever? Yes, he is. Yeah. So, because I saw Field Yates tweeting that mm-hmm. the other day. Like, his name won't come up in the MVP conversation. Like people are talking about Jonathan Taylor in the MVP conversation. They're not talking about Cooper Cup in the MVP conversation. It's fascinating to me. Oh, he is he is most definitely the best rece- uh, the best probably pound for pound the best player in the league right now. But it's not. So here, here's the interesting thing about Cup. Like he's gone from being a really good player to a great player when when their quarterback went from being Jared Goff to Matthew Stafford. Devontae Adams has always had Aaron Rodgers as his quarterback and with that built-in advantage. And it's not just this year. Cooper Cup leads the NFL in catches and yards over the last three years. He's the best wide receiver in the NFL, even if he's not uh, near the most famous. Yeah, uh, th- that's right. And with a name like Cooper Cup, it's also so it's impossible to forget. You'd think that would lend itself to more fame. <laughs> we will see. Uh, all right, coming up next, history says it's over for LeBron James. And I will tell you why next on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. 
Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. One quick correction to something I said earlier, not necessarily correction, uh, but because I'm technologically speaking a doofus, what I discovered to my horror (laughs) is that the video that I was telling you about that I posted on Instagram, uh, it was too long for Instagram. I, I, I thought if I put it on reels, it could be any length I wanted. So did I. I was wrong. So I have now posted it on Twitter and confirmed that the entire thing is there. So um, all the nice things I said about our hardworking team at GetUp and everything else and how much fun the video is, which I, I, I meant from the bottom of my heart, and it is excellent. You cannot find it on Instagram anymore because it was too long, and so it cut off before it ended, which stinks. Um, so I put it on Twitter, and it works. So it is pinned to the top of my Twitter page if you would like to see it. The address there is also at ESPN Greeny. So you can watch. It's two minutes and 20 seconds of great fun. The address? You're showing your age here. Is that not my Twitter address? Your handle? It's my handle, but it's also my address. Is that, is is that, that, is that an inappropriate? <laughs> Bubba, would you say that ad- many may not know this, but Bubba at the advent of social media was a very big player um, in Northern California and Silicon Valley. And um, Did you actually have a, a, a hand in naming Twitter Twitter? Weren't they? Did, wasn't Jack considering a bunch of other options? Wasn't it you who came up with the word Twitter? Yeah, they had some pretty terrible names. Yeah, and I was like, listen, guys, it's Twitter. Yeah. So, so I mean, Bubba of all people. So, would you describe at ESPN Greeny as my Twitter address or my Twitter handle? Um, I think address is perfectly fine because that's clearly what it is. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Some people say handle, but what is it? It's your address right so, handle like to yeah. me handle is like uh, back in the day that before you would know anything like on on when there would people truckers would use cb radios and they'd be like you know what's your handle that would be like your nickname on it. you're looking at me like you have no idea truckers, what i'm talking about truckers and, did yes this? people who drove trucks they had nicknames for each other yes and themselves what, you, you ever hear of the show Sm- the movie smoky and the bandit no, you're making stuff up now. You've never heard of the movie Smokey and the Bandit? No. And it begins. Get out of here. I've You've never, never heard of the oh movie Smokey and the Bandit. No, that's a real movie? A are real you movie? a real oh my person? God, what are you doing here? You need to get up and leave the room. I mean, I, I honestly, I don't even know what to say. You've never heard of the movie Smokey and the Bandit? I've never heard of the movie, let alone seen it. Have you heard of Truckers? I mean, at this point, <laughs> I, I don't... You, I, it, I just thought you meant like the idea of Truckers. Not, is there also a movie named Truckers? No, no, no. Oh, oh, oh. People who, but this is real, like actual people who drove trucks. You uh-huh. know those really big things on the road that are bigger than cars? The 18-wheelers, yeah. Those are called trucks. Mm-hmm. And the people in those, before we had cell phones, would communicate by something called the CB radio. Okay, that I get. Okay. Why can't and, they just call each other by their name because they didn't they had like a handle okay and you know it'd be like snowman this is the bandit over and that would be like a conversation so snowman the bandit those aren't their addresses those are their handles those are their handles okay so you're saying twitter is different i'm saying twitter is kind of different yes okay <laughs> <laughs> let me get back you you've, you know what 
Sometimes this is adorable and sometimes it infuriates me. And it has crossed over that line now into being infuriated. So let me get on to some other things here. And this is big. Sneaky big news. The Lakers are done, friends. They're done. It's over. History says it's over. And let me tell you why. They lost last night to Phoenix. Phoenix is so much better than they are, it's ridiculous. By the way, when Devin Booker plays, Phoenix is practically unbeatable. If I didn't know that Golden State was getting back Clay Thompson, mm-hmm. I would tell you I think Phoenix is going to win the West this year. Mm. Um, it, because when they have Devin Booker, they're unbeatable. I want to see what Golden State looks like with Clay, one way or the other. In this game that the Lakers lost to Phoenix, LeBron was LeBron. He scored 34 points on 13 of 19 shooting. In his last 12 games, he's basically averaging 29 points on 52% shooting. The problem is the rest of his team stinks. Isaiah Thomas and Taylor Horton Tucker combined to go over 14 from three last night. <laughs> and here's the stat that matters. This team is now 16 and 16. It's the first time since 2008 that LeBron's team has been 500 or worse this late in a season. But more significantly, the Elias Sports Bureau tells us no NBA champion ever has been 500 or worse more than 20 games into a season. So history tells us the Lakers are done. No team has ever come from where they are right now to win the NBA championship. And I saw a quote from LeBron on Instagram in which he said, how can you really judge what we are? We haven't been whole all year. And that's true. But the problem is that had to be figured into the thinking. Mm. They've put together an all-star team from 2009. So this team is old, and the one guy who isn't is Anthony Davis, whose body is older than all the rest of them combined. So between LeBron and Russell and Carmelo and Dwight Howard, who's playing meaningful minutes for them right now, um, and, and, uh, and, whom, oh, and, and obviously Anthony Davis, I don't know that it's going to get better. Like This is a year that began on our, our first edition of Countdown that we did this year with our new group. Jalen picked the Lakers to win the championship, and I agreed with him. And I can't believe how stupid they are making us look. <laughs> If you had to bet, and let's actually make this a little fun here. Mm-hmm. I wasn't planning on doing this, but for each member of the hashtag crew, right this minute, you have to bet an amount of money that matters to you, which parenthetically you should never do. No one should ever bet an amount of money you can't easily afford to lose. But for the purpose of the exercise, if you had to bet on one team to win the NBA championship right now, which team would it be? Golden State. They're going to win the championship. I, I, I agree with you that Clay's obviously going to make a huge difference. That team is stacked, and they play such great defense, which we don't talk about nearly enough. And Steph's the front runner for the MVP. I like, I like Golden State. All right. Uh, Nuno, my vice president of basketball insight, right now, who's going to win the NBA championship? See, that hurt. I was going to go Golden State, but with Hembo on them now, like, <laughs> but I still, because it is money, I will go Golden State. How about if Kyrie ever does come back and play all the games? Right now he's scheduled to play half the games. I still will go Golden State. Golden State over a, a Brooklyn Nets team that would be complete as we know them. Yep. As, as we perceive them. That is correct, sir. Bubba, huh. who's winning the NBA championship right now? Uh, I, I like Golden State as well, but I guess just to be different, I'll say Brooklyn. I, mean, I, I, I want to see what Brooklyn would become if they put that group together, but I, not just playing the road games. That's just not going to work. I like um, Golden State's big three more than I like Brooklyn's big two and a half. 
I do. Well, that's, that's right. That's what they are. They were two and a half. Let's, let's make that a thing. Let's coin the big two. He's and a half. eligible to play 24 games the rest of the way because three of their road games are at the Garden and Toronto. Ridiculous. And he's not eligible to play in those. So it's, it's, it's I don't know what to say. I mean, I, that can't work. I, I did this diatribe on the air yesterday here. Uh, so I don't want to waste your time with it a second time. It can't work. Like that opens up the door to the most ridiculous things ever. I'm going to do it again anyway. When I was a little kid, my father used to tell me about Dr. Ernie Vandeway. His son, Kiki Vandeway, was at this time a popular NBA player, played for Portland. You know Kiki Vandeway. He was a good player. His dad was an NBA player. Dr. Ernie Vandeway. Do you know why they called him doctor? Because he was a doctor. Not like Dr. J. He was actually a doctor. And he only played the home games. He was a Nick. And he only played the home games. Because it was more lucrative to be a doctor than it was to be a basketball player in those days. So he wasn't going to like tell his patients, I can't see you Thursday because we have a game in Kansas City, Omaha, which is where the Kings <laughs> used to play. Um, and, and, and then I'll be back you know, to treat your cirrhosis. I don't know what kind of doctor he was. I don't know where I came up with cirrhosis. <laughs> but <laughs> Doc, I have cirrhosis of the liver. Well, I can't help you right now. I, I, I need a triple-double tonight for my bonus. I mean, yeah, it's not going to work that way. Dr. J was not a doctor. But Ernie Vandeway was. And the point I'm making is, you don't just play half the games anymore. <laughs> like, that's not the way sports works. So, I, this just can't work. It just can't. And, 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 as, and I, I want to see Brooklyn do well, but I don't want that to work. I don't want to live in a world where a player can just play half the games and the team can win the championship. I, I, I don't think any precedent that is set by that is good for sports. Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. If your pet is hurt in a car accident, Progressive pays up to $1,000 in vet expenses with free pet coverage. Visit Progressive.com. All right. Coming up next, it is the traditional who you got with all the trimmings from Bubba. Greeny, the podcast. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had, happened in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Greeny today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. I just saw a story. I guess this isn't a big surprise. It's, if you listen to the show, you know it's of particular, I guess, significance to me. Robert Sala, the coach of the Jets, has tested positive now for COVID. Um, you know, that's just not a big surprise. 
Again, there's every reason to believe that he will be 100% fine. We certainly wish him well. Um, and so there's that. So he still has the opportunity to test at the Jets play Jacksonville this week. So we'll see what winds up happening. But but so Salah has tested positive for um, COVID. And that's just so-and-so has tested positive for COVID. It's just a phrase you're going to hear a lot in sports over the next few weeks and months. And you heard Adam Silver, the commissioner of the NBA with Malika yesterday on ESPN saying there's not obvi- any obvious reason to postpone the season or cancel. The- well, canceling the season, not an option. There's no obvious reason to sort of stop things because this just isn't going to go anywhere. Like you could stop it for a week. Like the NHL, I think, is trying to get their arms around mm-hmm. everything. But they would have had a little pause here anyway. I think they just added a day or two to the pause. You know, the NBA, I, I don't know exactly what they'll do. I don't know if they're still playing an all-star game. I mean, so many things are still to be decided. But at the end of the day, just be prepared to hear that a lot. And if there's one thing I really hope doesn't happen, we all understand, look, Washington was at a huge disadvantage last night playing with Garrett Gilbert and any number of other things. I really hope we don't get that in the NFL playoffs. Like, if we get an NFL playoff game and Tom Brady can't play in it or Patrick Mahomes can't play in it or whatever it is, it will be what we feared last year, which is that COVID will decide the championship. And if that happens, it's no one's fault. There's nothing anybody can do about it. But as a sports fan, it would just be a terrible shame. I really, really hope we don't wind up getting that. We'll just have to wait and see. Yeah, what's weird this year is like, Obviously, the players are still testing and obviously holding themselves to that standard. But then you have 60,000 maskless people in the stadium. It just feels so weird and, feel so, and feels so different. But at the same time, it feels so familiar to last year. So your, your biggest fear is mine as well, that the NFL playoffs will be severely compromised by this because it's not going away anytime in the next six or eight weeks. Right. And the, no Super, Bowl, the Super Bowl is, what, roughly eight weeks away? That's Something right. like mm-hmm. that? Um, the next eight weeks are going to get worse, not better with regard to this is, is For certainly sure. the way it appears. Mm-hmm. So that, let's hope. Here's hoping. And again, the most important thing is that everybody you be, hath, uh, be healthy and you be safe. And, you know, we wish our best to Robert Sala and all the other people inside and outside the NFL uh, who are dealing with this. All right, in the meantime, let's finish up today with who you got. Life is a series of choices. Who you got? Make a decision. Say it! Say it! All right, I'll say it. Who you got? All right, this is a part of the show where Bubba throws a bunch of questions at me here, and whether I'm prepared to or not, I will answer them. Mr. Bubba, take it away. All right, let's start with some games here. Do some NFL. Indianapolis at Arizona on Saturday. Who you got as the bigger threat in the playoffs? Absolutely the Colts. Um, they are looking to me. They're a team that travels. The Cardinals are heading in the wrong. These two teams are going in opposite directions, and the Cardinals are the one going in the wrong direction. They also have lost DeAndre Hopkins. That is a devastating loss for a team that start, that looked three weeks ago. If you had said anyone but the Cardinals were the best team in the NFL, you would have been wrong. Now, you would be even more wrong if you said that they were, I think that they were even a threat. I, I think that looks like an early exit kind of team. The Colts are a team that is going to win road playoff games. Now, we had an interesting question on Get Up today. Hembo, let me ask it to you hmm. because you're a lifelong Eagles fan. If the Colts have to put a game into the hands of or onto the shoulder of Carson Wentz in the playoffs, will he win it for oh, them? Oh, God, no. I mean, the Colts can win. The Colts can beat anybody in the, in the playoffs. 
but they can only win one way, and that's on the back of Jonathan Taylor running behind a really good offensive line and Carson Wentz not messing it up for him. Carson Wentz is not going to win them a playoff game, or I should say he's not going to be the reason they win a playoff he's game. He's not having a sneaky better season than people think? He's having a good season in the aggregate, but in a, in a high-leverage moment against a good defense, I just can't trust him as far as I can throw him. Bubba, what's next? Sunday, we got a big game in the AFC East, and it's right here on ESPN Radio. Bills at the Patriots, but this one's New England minus two and a half. Who you got in this one? This is a tough one. So we just saw New England literally run the ball down the Bills' throats on a windy Monday night in Orchard Park, whenever that was, three weeks ago, two weeks ago. Can they possibly do that again? Like Tim Hasselbeck said on TV with us this morning, he thinks that Mac Jones will throw 12 passes in this game. <laughs> I'll say this. If the Bills lose this game and Mac Jones only throws 12 passes, then they should be ashamed of themselves. Mm. If they're not prepared to stop that, I don't care how good the Patriots are at running the football. If you make up your mind, you are not getting run on. NFL teams can't do that. If they can't, then shame on them. So I have a funny feeling that Buffalo's going to win this game. Am, am I crazy? No, I like Buffalo too. And the line is smelly. Patriots are a two-and-a-half-point home favorite. Vegas sees it as something of a coin flip. I think just Buffalo is just a better team, and their record doesn't quite tell that full story. If you look at their statistics across the board, they're more like a 10- or 11-win team. I'm with you. I like Buffalo in this game. I kind of like Buffalo in that game. Give me Buffalo plus the two-and-a-half, Bubs. I kind of feel like Buffalo is going to win that game, which should make you feel great. If you were listening in Boston right now, because I, of course, am legendarily always wrong. Hashtag KOD. The kiss of death. Bubba, what's next? All right, the Packers are atop the NFC. So who you got as the Packers' biggest threat in the NFC? You're not going to like this, Bubba. You're not going to like it. I think it's Dallas. I think Dallas is the team right. that could kind of put it together. The Bucks are so banged up. They've yeah. lost Godwin. And I don't think they're going to get back Fournette. Let's put it this way. I don't think Fournette is going to come back and be what he's been all year. And you know what he's been? He's been their MVP. <laughs> yeah. Leonard Fournette has been the best player on the Bucs. I mean, Brady might win MVP of the league, and Fournette has been their best player. And he is that security blanket. They've signed Le'Veon Bell. They're reuniting Lev Bell and Antonio Brown. All these years later, there was a time when they were the best running back receiver combo in the NFL. <laughs> that was a long it time sure ago. Was. So... I think Tampa's in real trouble. I'm not buying the Rams. They need too many things to go right. I'm not saying they can't. It can't be them. But I think Dallas could put it together. I don't know what's wrong with them. If Dallas just gets their offense figured out, whatever's happening with Dak, if it's a calf, I don't know what it is. But Dallas is the team that I think if they put it together, if that defense plays the way it's playing and that offense plays the way it's capable of, I think that's the team that can beat anybody. I'm going to take the Cowboys as the biggest threat. You look skeptical, Hembo. Yeah, I just haven't. The Cowboys haven't been the Cowboys for almost two months now. I just can't pick against Tom Brady and the Bucks, even if they're somewhat shorthanded on offense. Nuno, what do you think is the answer to that? Who's the biggest threat to the Packers right now in the NFC? All I'll say is they're Dallas, bro. That's why you shouldn't take them serious. <laughs> I like it. I, you know what? This guy. You can always count on Nuno. Bubba, what's next? All right, let's do some college because New Year's uh, Day or New Year's Eve. No, what is it? New Year's Eve? New Year's yes. Eve on ESPN and ESPN Radio. The college football playoff will be right here, and it's number four Cincinnati versus number one Alabama, and it's Alabama minus 13.5. Oh. So who you got in this one? My goodness. How many points at Alabama? Can you look up real quick? What were the scores in the final four last year? Stand by. 
What did Alabama beat Notre Dame by, and what did they beat Ohio State by? Because they were both more than 13 and a half. <laughs> they were, stand by. So what I'm trying to now. say is, I don't want it to sound like I'm insulting Cincinnati when I say I will take Alabama and give the points and the line should be bigger. And I will not sit here and say Cincinnati didn't belong in there. It was because they're not a Power 5 team or anything else when Alabama waxes them. Alabama waxes people in the playoff. They waxed Kyler Murray's Oklahoma team in the playoff, didn't they? They waxed, they, did, yeah. they, they, they waxed people. That's what they do. So I think they will win that easily. What were the scores of their games last year? They played Notre Dame in the semis, right? Mm-hmm. And what was the final score of that game? They, I'm dealing with the ads popping up right now. I'm sorry. They, they beat Notre Dame 31-14. Uh, to 14. So they won that game by 17. I don't remember thinking it was that no, close. No, that was a nice backdoor cover. And then 52-24, to 24, so a 28-point result in the national championship. So it, Alabama give the points, and that is not meant to be insulting to the Bearcats. How about the other game, uh, Bubba? Yeah, That's the, the other good one. The other one is number three, Georgia, versus number two, Michigan, also ESPN, ESPN Radio. And this one's Georgia minus seven and a half. Who you got here? Well, I mean, heart and head. I, I'm, I'm rooting for Michigan like crazy. I, if you know me, you know I root for the Big Ten I'd love to see it for Jim. Um, and they've had such a good year. I mean, their performance against Ohio State, they have much better wins than Georgia does, much. Georgia has a better loss. And, and, and Michigan's loss is nothing to be ashamed of. They lost a big lead and lost a tough game at, at Michigan State. Um, and Michigan State's a really good team. Michigan State's in a, in a, in a New Year's Six. They're playing ball. Pitt. They're yeah. in one of the big balls, right? So, so that's a good loss. Obviously, Georgia has the best loss of anybody because Alabama's number one. Can Michigan win this game? They, they definitely can win. They should cover seven and a half. That number is too large for defenses as good as these, don't you think? Probably. That's a lot of, that's a lot of points. I, I was just so underwhelmed by Georgia in that game against Alabama. I'm going to take Michigan. What the hell? I hope I'm right. I, I, again, I, I like the Big Ten and I love Jim, so I'm going to go with it. I will take Michigan plus the seven and a half, and I hope they win the game. All right, Bubba, what else do you have? All right. Yesterday was Samuel Leroy Jackson's 73rd birthday, also known as Samuel L. Jackson. Mm-hmm. So first, we need to make sure, does Hembo know who that is? Do you know who Samuel L. Jackson is? Yes, he does a lot of good Capital One commercials. <laughs> Can you name a movie he's in? Yes, of course. He's in Pulp Fiction. Okay, good. All right. And good. every other movie made in the last 30 years, but okay. I'll, I'll, I will, during this question, I will think of another Samuel L. Jackson movie okay. without looking it up. All right, okay. pretty good. So who you got as your favorite Samuel movie? Well, it probably is Pulp Fiction, but yeah. I, there's probably. one one funny memory I have. I, I love sharks munching people movies. As you know, I, I've talked about that on the air. I'm consumed by, fascinated by sharks. Um, and there was a movie, I forget what it was called, but you can look it up, that Samuel L. Jackson is in. And it's just one of these pretty terrible, but if you enjoy the genre, you don't really care, sharks munching people movies. And he gets munched fairly early in the movie and very unexpectedly. And I remember coming on the air the next day and saying, I'm positive that Samuel L. Jackson called his agent like in the first week of shooting this movie. He was like, you would not believe how bad this movie is. You got to get me out of here. <laughs> and so they had him get munched like early in the movie. Like he was supposed to be the star, but heck with it. We're munching Samuel L. today. What was the name of that movie? That Deep Blue Sea? It might have been. Yeah, Deep Blue Sea. It's a terrible movie. <laughs> But I liked it. Any movie where people are getting eaten by sharks, I enjoy it. But the best movie he's in definitely is um, Pulp Fiction. That's, that's one of my favorite movies ever made. Can you name another of his movies? Was he in The Sixth Sense? 
Actually, I don't know. Was he in Bubble, the Sixth Sense? Was he in the Sixth Sense? Or, 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 yeah. or Kill Bill? Those are the only two movies that... <laughs> right, I'm, I'm done asking you I about things know, like dude. that. Bubba, I mean, what's we'll, next? We'll this down as a win, the fact that he actually knew that. Yeah, he yeah, was 26 fiction. years ago today. But how many years? 26. 26. 26 years ago today, Grumpier Old Men mm. debuted in theaters. So who you got as your favorite Walter Matthau movie? And also, first, Hembo, you know who that is. <laughs> Do you know who Walter <laughs> Matthau was? No, no chance. I, I thought Walter Matthau was a senator. Was he not a senator? That's Walter Mondale? I assume. I often confuse the two. He was also the vice president. Vice president? Yeah. I often no, confuse. No way he knows this guy. Yeah, I don't know who the Walter Matthau. Have you seen Grumpy Old Men or Grumpy Old Men? No. Walter Matthau was a great actor. And in my family, he was a favorite. And he, he was the star of many of the Neil Simon adaptations. So for me, I would have to choose between those two. He made a lot of great movies. He made a movie called Hopscotch that I really liked. He made a movie called House Calls. Oh, wait a minute. I forgot Bad News Bears. He's in the original Bad News oh. Bears. So, and he is the original. Him and, and he and Tatum O'Neill, he plays Boilermaker. It's a, that's a great movie. Okay, now I got a tough choice. It's either The Sunshine Boys, The Odd Couple. He, you know, The Odd Couple, they made it into a TV show. Very, very, very famous. No, never mind. No. He, the, the, he, he actually originated the part of Oscar Madison on the stage and then played him in the movie with Jack Lemmon, who was also in Grumpy Old Men. Uh, but I think I have to say Bad News Bears. I, it pains me to say it because I love the Neil Simon movies so much, but especially on a sports show, I think I have to go with the original Bad News Bears. What do you think, Bubs? I th- yeah, that's, I think that works. Did you? Did you? I mean, that's before your time. No, yeah, I've seen parts. I I haven't seen actually the full thing. I've seen parts of it. It's a great yeah, movie. He is great. great. I mean, I love I love him as an actor. That's for sure. One he, minute. It's a great movie. All right, one minute. Give me um, one last. Yeah, one question. more. And because Tuesday, this upcoming Tuesday is National Card Playing Day, so get your cards out. And what is who you got as your favorite card playing game? Not card playing day. National Card Playing Day. Are we including blackjack as yeah, a I think card any playing? Any card game you want? What do you want? What are you playing? Cards? It's really what the you... only card game I play. Like what about, I... what about Uno? You play Uno? No, I don't. No, I'd probably pick Uno. Growing up as a kid, we used to play Pinochle, which is a game that I don't even think exists. I don't know that if sounds anyone. Like, that sounds old. You have to have a special deck. I, I, don't, I don't even know if anyone plays Pinochle. I don't anymore. think it's extinct. Obviously, poker is the big game these days, but the only one I ever really play is blackjack. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much. Thank you for being with us here. Have a very safe, healthy, happy, wonderful Christmas and holiday season. And we'll be back and better than ever soon on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN+. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.